Hi everyone, welcome back to What's the Fintech, your Fintech Figure Show. Today I'm with one of the most impressive person on the AI Fintech space in Hong Kong. I'm with Sunny from Setcell. Hi Sunny, how are you today? Hi, I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. I'm, I'm super excited to have you. I see you during a, a pitch night that I organized with uh, my company uh, a couple of months ago and you did a, a great show there. Oh, thank you very much. I hope uh, my insight helps. It definitely, definitely. And after this, we, we have seen each other in the fintech space and a couple of events a couple of times. So I'm very happy to see you today and, and being with you on this podcast. Thank you so much. Um, before we start this interview, my first question to everyone is always like, could you introduce yourself a bit? Uh, who are you? What is your background? What have you done before? And how did you become an entrepreneur? Of course, uh, I graduated from HKUST uh, many, many years ago, actually. I was uh, studying uh, computer engineering. And then I actually uh, spent my first year in JP Morgan doing internal consulting. Uh, and then I joined a symposium in uh, Switzerland uh, and I met my uh, next boss there. And then I actually joined a global macro hedge fund in mm -hmm. uh, Liechtenstein. Uh, and then I stayed there for six years. Uh, oh, okay, okay, interesting. And what was after this your background there? Yeah, I was uh, doing trading mostly, okay. uh, building uh, automa uh, automated trading uh, for SS allocation and stuff like that. Um, and this started my journey of uh, building automation, especially in the uh, robotic space. Because, uh, you know, 70% of the trading volume in the stock market right now are actually from bots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so if you are, want to be a really good trader or if you want to really be a good investment manager, uh, you have to build a very um, good system to manage your portfolio. Yeah. So at that time, I, I really learned how to do automation and I really learned um, the importance of uh, programming. Um, and then after six years, I came back to Hong Kong because uh, I want to start my own company and uh, joined my partner, Jovian, my very long-term uh, best friend. Mm -hmm. um, we start this company called Setsail. Yeah, At the very beginning, we are testing out different uh, concepts, ideas. Uh, we failed actually four or five times yeah, before we land on uh, building virtual assistant for companies. Yeah. Um, at that time, it was a really good idea for us because uh, Google Assistant was uh, really rising. Everybody had their iPhone with Siri. So people are familiar you know, with virtual assistant, with AI chatbot. Um, but still, for companies to build their own Siri or Google Assistant is prohibitively uh, expensive. Yeah, Only really big banks or really big insurance companies can afford to do so. So our idea was to build an AI platform for enterprise to easily create their own uh, virtual assistant. Yeah? So this has been our uh, bread and butter for the last uh, six years. We, uh, we found that in 2015, we have our first uh, deployed uh, virtual assistant in 2016. Mm -hmm. And then since then, right now, we are running around uh, 80 uh, virtual assistants for large enterprises. And we are also offering uh, SME, uh, over 1,000 uh, SMEs their chatbot solutions as well globally. Yeah. Congratulations and perfect. It's a, it's a good uh, introduction. Yeah. Uh, what was the turning point in your life to become an entrepreneur? You mentioned you came yes. back in Hong Kong to start your company, but were you interested in this since a long time? It was an idea that made mature, you know, like a long, over like a couple of years, or um, you were inspired by any stories? Yeah, I think uh, when I was doing investment in in a uh, hedge fund, I think uh, the most important thing I learned is uh, time. Time is the only limited uh, assets one has in their life. And I think uh, to make good use of your limited time, uh, I have to invest in something that uh, is truly meaningful to me as well as to be the people uh, surrounding me. 
Um, so what I really want uh, to do is to build uh, services and build products that are really helping a lot of people. You know, when I look at people uh, trying out a product and they find it oh, fascinating, you know, they, they are happy with what they are using. Uh, this is the most important motivation for me to start my own business. Perfect, perfect. Um, and I can record on this because I try my podcast every week. <laughs> I try to improve every time. So you, you were talking about product and, and platforms. Yes. How do you iterate your first ideas? How did you create the first uh, product that you developed? It was based on your mind, like objectives, or it was based on, I don't know, the network you had, or maybe the first customers you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, for the fir very first AI experience, uh, chatbot we built is actually an open rice uh, chatbot. Like, oh. yeah, looking for restaurants and looking for cuisine recommendations. Uh, I built it myself, um, and then I, I iterate and show it to my friends and also to demos with our clients. Uh, they like it very much because you can uh, talk to it with voice, and then uh, the AI can answer in voice, and it, it can understand um, um, casual Cantonese, right? With mixing in languages, English and stuff like that. And it was quite new at that time. You know, okay. People are fascinated. Oh, it can understand Cantonese and it can respond in uh, Cantonese, which is uh, one of the most difficult uh, languages in NLP. Yeah. So uh, we were bringing this to demo with a lot of clients and they, they, some of them are really interested. And actually this uh, land our first client in the shopping mall to do a campaign for, for them. You know? mm -hmm. and, uh, and basically we build, build from there. Okay, interesting. Uh, so, did you, after this, improve the continuous version of your NLP? Or? Oh, of course, yes. Uh, I think right now we are at the version four of our uh, NLP. Yeah, the first version is really, uh, really primitive, but just to make it work, right? And it, it worked very well for a lot of uh, campaign automations. Uh, I think the second generation would be um, the workflow, because uh, if you think about AI assistant, it is actually like a next generation of RPA, you know, mm -hmm. robotic process automation. Uh, because with uh, AI assistant, you still have to design a huge uh, workflow to support this assistance. Uh, if you have looked at into the UI that builds Siri, it's actually thousands and hundreds of thousands of workflows behind each uh, topics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So this is thing that we build at my sec our second generation of product. Yeah. And then the third generation comes when we revamp our whole NLP or a lot, a lot of pre-processing. We also support a lot of other languages. And the fourth generation in this year to, uh, to be launched is uh, incorporating Ch uh, ChatGPT as well. Okay, interesting. Um, and did you just focus on this product for many years or your customers came and you know, like ask you to maybe change the language or create new platforms as well that you deliver and you create a full suite of solutions after this? Yes, yes, yes. So uh, at the very beginning, we only do enterprise uh, solutions. Uh, and that's why our product uh, is centered around enterprises. Yeah. Uh, two years ago, we launched our SMG product called Chatalog, you know, Catalog, but with chat, C-H-A-T. Uh, and then we are servicing our capabilities to a lot of SMG as well. Some larger company will use that as well, but uh, we are mostly focusing on smaller companies like salons, you know, uh, schools, high schools. And we collect uh, uh, thousands of different companies in using this product. Uh, and then this uh, this generation, we are incorporating a lot of ChatGPT functions into it to make automation more smooth, more interactive. Yeah, interesting. Um, do you always focus just on this, or do you have also like new products based on the new technology we came after this? Because you say you mentioned 2015, right? I'm not mistaken. Yes. So uh, at the time, you 
you you had an LP, but when I met you, it was mostly about generative AI. So yes. How do you you know follow the trends, improve your product with the new technologies coming? Yeah, in? that's a good question. Uh, when we talk about NLP, um, it has been in the market for decades, basically, right? So what we do is we bring we use uh, technology and customize for the Hong Kong market, including a lot of training for Cantonese uh, local speaking dialects and slangs. Uh, we also build a lot of workflows surrounding domain-specific use case, like for onboarding for banks, onboarding for insurance companies. Uh, and the next evolution is that now we are, have the capabilities of understanding languages very well because we, we have been doing this for seven years. So this is what we call uh, natural language understanding, okay. NLU. So this is our bread and butter. We, are, we do it very, very well. Uh, but right now with uh, GPT, GPT is not actually a new technology. You know, we have been our company has been using GPT three for a couple of years already. Uh, what is the major breakthrough for uh, GPT three is that um, they introduce a human reinforcement uh, mm -hmm. to make it more uh, interactive, and they they rebrand it as a Chat GPT, right? yes. and that's when Chat GPT becomes the most impressive product ever. Yeah, and right now what we are doing is we can incorporate this, what we call natural language generation as part of our product as well. Yeah. So there are many, it opens up a lot of different possibilities. Yeah. The first one is that we are now enabled, we can enable our virtual assistant to speak more uh, creatively. Yeah. Before we have to use standard reply, uh, kind of robotic reply to most of our customers. But now I, I can actually repackage the answers to be more uh, humanizing, you know, more personal. And then second of all, we can build actually a Vata, right? like with a digital human, with an AI face that can interact with you on a screen for kiosk or with a, on a, a display. You know. And then the third thing is it opens up the capabilities of doing a large-scale document retrieval in, uh, for internal database. Yeah. Because uh, if you have tried the new uh, Bing AI, it's actually way better than uh, the traditional Google engine because mm -hmm. it, other than uh, doing semantic search on your documents, it can actually give you uh, uh, answers based on the search results. And the answer can only be achieved uh, using generative AI. I just came back from uh, Money 2020 in Amsterdam, as I just mentioned to you before this yes. uh, podcast. And I was, okay, in Hong Kong, we can see a lot of events about generative AI and a lot of talks about generative AI. But I was also super surprised about seeing so many companies, uh, even crypto exchange, adopting ChatGPT, Chatbot, or telling everyone they are using uh, generative AI. What are your views on this uh, point uh, of those companies taking care of generative AI? Uh, also, I would like just to add a, a thing. The company like they are performing super well right now on the on the NASDAQ and, uh, mm -hmm. and on Wall Street. The company pushing through this generative AI, like uh, NVIDIA, uh, uh, Meta, yeah. uh, Microsoft. So what are your views on those? Oh, yeah. Um, as I said, GPT is not a new technology. Google has been uh, testing it for years. Uh, GPT-3 has been in the market since 2020. Um, what is impressive with uh, ChatGPT is that with uh, added layer of human reinforcement learning, it makes the AI much easier to interact with. Yeah, when, when we are talking about AI, uh, what we are essentially building is an interface between human and machine. Yeah? Uh, and ChatGPT lowers this uh, barrier from very difficult to 
very easy. <laughs> Even my mom is uh, using ChatGPT. Oh yeah, really? yeah. She types something and then uh, just for fun, you know. And then you can get a, a response that uh, that's like a human, you know. And uh, that is, I think, that what is fascinating about this technology. It, it lowers the barrier of uh, everybody of uh, engaging with an AI, and they can actually uh, build meaningful applications uh, for their daily life. Right, a lot of people now using it for mostly. Uh, generating copywriting, some of them are using it for uh, summarizing uh, passages, you know. So I think going forward from 10 years later, when we look back, ChatGPT is like a baby. <laughs> yes. And then I don't know what it would look like, but I'm sure this is just a baby step. Yeah. So when we go from here to the next step, it's a bit scary to be honest, because uh, when I uh, look, when I, when we were testing about GTP three uh, two years ago, we we, we think that um, the version they have now GPT four would be decades away. Yeah, because if you look at the computing power between machine and human, is still uh, some gap there, and we think that the architecture must be not that simple to to imitate the uh, human reasoning. Uh, but what is fascinating is that ChatGPT, if you study the architecture, is basically guessing the next word right on a on a systematic basis. Um, but it can do some kind of reasoning, <laughs> which is not the original purpose of the design. Um, so with GTP4, they showcase that if you fit enough financial data to the, to the AI, it can actually advise you on the tax report. Mm -hmm. And this is something that is scary, a little bit scary for us, because uh, when we design this language model, we don't really expect it to have the ability to reason or do any kind of calculation. But... The end product is that a lot of our engineers as well are using ChatGPT to help with their coding problem. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I think I think this is a breakthrough in itself. But if we look back ten years in the future, this is a baby step. Yeah. What does it mean for you as an entrepreneur, or also for your company itself? Is it a good news? I know you say it's scary, but uh, did you did you had like more requests for businesses mm -hmm. for projects directly after that uh, hype of ChatGPT from the bankers, maybe the retail industry or you know, like a government or anyone. Yeah, this is um, exciting for us. Uh, I wish, I wish it happened earlier than okay. later. Yeah, to be <laughs> honest, uh, because what we are building is essentially uh, digital uh, labor, right? So that's what I have. We have been doing. Cell has been doing is to automate tedious uh, routine work. You know, normal people like you and me do not want to do, <laughs> like all the RPA solutions. You don't want to uh, dedicate. Uh, staff to read all the reports and fill in the forms. Right? And also it's part of the uh, employee journey. Yes, exactly. So from RPA to virtual assistant to the next generation of AI based on uh, generative AI, uh, we are building a roadmap from where we are to a digital labor uh, vision that maybe in the future, we just go to this um, HR company and say, oh, I would like to hire uh, an advisor for my internal accounting apartment. And it is the AI. Uh, the AI is well trained on all the AI uh, accounting dictionary, accounting rules for Hong Kong and taxation and stuff like that. And I recruit the AI and then I train based on my company data and then it can already uh, make the audit report for me. It can uh, give them tips on how to manage accounting. So this is uh, the future that we are going into. And no matter the technology, um, there are many building blocks to this vision, yeah. So with ChatGPT, 
actually is a leap forward because before that I don't we really don't really have reasoning we don't really have very good uh, way to generate languages to let alone to speak it right so right now it really solves a big block of achieving this future yeah and so with this black block ready now ready so our company is actually building this as a full-fetched digital human not just with the capability to understand as I said there's understand there's an ability to speak and then there's ability to memorize which is still lagging for ChatGPT and then you have uh, facial expressions like a like a look and feel that you can interact and with all these components then you can really build the digital labor that I said <laughs> perfect um from the situation you are developing, you mentioned you work with big industries, SMEs as well. Um, do you have also, also like uh, the same request from SMEs and big corporate, or and do they, do they come like with the same questions about your product and the new uh, AI wave? Um, and and how do you answer these questions and challenges there? Yeah, so that's a good questions. Um, for for really large companies, the key is integration. Um, when we build an AI. Um, AI is just the brain, right? If it doesn't have the hand or if it doesn't have the way to complete a task, it is kind of um, useless. Yeah. So we have built, actually built around our AI with many, many different integrations, like with CRM, like Salesforce, um, Genesis, um, and call center applications like Genesis. Um, so we build around this with a lot of the uh, support for large companies. So whenever they say, oh, I want to change my booking, or I want to check my bills, uh, what is my next uh, payment? So it can actually call different systems to get the data answers they want. So this is what uh, big companies are really struggling with, right? to, to, to make an AI that connects with different systems and add as a single interface for their customers with their all other legacy system, enterprise systems. For SME, the, the pain point is totally different. Yeah? For SME, they just want a really quick reply to all the inquiries. Because uh, if you're running 10 shops in Hong Kong, you don't really have time to tax each customer. But most of the customers are asking very basic stuff like, oh, can I uh, get a refund? Or what is your delivery status? So what we are building is a platform for them to easily automate all these workflows. At the same time, they can still talk to each of the customer using our live chat. So it's uh, automation first, and then with live chat. And it can solve both of their problems for smaller companies. Very clear. Um, we have a lot of um, AI startup in Hong Kong, mm -hmm. and your company is one of them. How do you differentiate yourself compared to the others, and what is the unique proposition that you bring on the market? Yep. Um, I think there are not enough AI startups okay. in Hong Kong. Yeah. So when I started this uh, set, uh, company, Sasel, I think there were at least a thousand um, companies in Hong Kong doing mobile app. Yeah. I think there are still over a thousand companies in Hong Kong doing mobile app. Um, and the companies who are really doing research in natural language processing, maybe less than 20. Yeah. So um, for me, I think it should be wise versus, there should be a 2,000 companies in Hong Kong doing AI and only 50 doing apps. <laughs> yeah, because uh, when we're talking about app, if you have a really good AI, why would you need an app? Because you just do everything through the chat or you can single interface that hang handle all this stuff. So for us, our really unique selling point is our research in AI uh, because we have been doing NLP research for many, many years. 
so we have our own uh, models, different kind of models. Even if we incorporate uh, GPT, we have another models to monitor uh, the answers generated from GPT and as well as the, the prompt we are writing to the GPT. So we have double layers, you know, encapsulating uh, what we use ChatGPT for. Yeah, so that's really what we are focusing on. And is your company based only in Hong Kong or do you have also offices overseas, maybe yeah. in Singapore, Vietnam? So our core product team is in Hong Kong, but we also have uh, engineers from Vietnam and China. Yeah, so we, are, we work mostly remotely with uh, these other teams. What was the challenge for you to grow your team from you and your best friend starting that company to a company of 30 people now? Yeah, I think uh, the most important thing is to understand what customers are looking for. Yeah. So when we first... Uh, 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 do chatbots, right? A lot of people are using it as a gimmick, to be honest. They, 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 they do campaigns, they do automation on the engagement using uh, auto-replies on Facebook and Instagram. And that's pretty much what they're doing. Um, but then uh, after a couple of years, we think that it's not very sustainable of doing such thing. And then we uh, invest heavily in uh, NLP. And at that time, we solve a lot of problems for really big companies that their inquiries are actually quite complex. You know, when we are looking at uh, utilities company, when we're looking at transportation company, so there are a lot of nuance uh, in building up this product. And we have to really talk to all the customers. And we, for many of the customers, we actually review their uh, conversation on a monthly basis. So we look at all the conversation the AI does and then uh, train on this data and make our AI better and better. So it's a continuous process. We are handling around 100 million inquiries every year now. So over the last seven years, I think we have collected more than 500 million data. And we use this data to train our model back and back and then again. So this is a continuous process to make it more useful and more variable to our client. And, but with ChatGPT, I think possibility are much more uh, right now because before we only have the understanding part, but now we, are, uh, we have the tools to generate as well. So how do you manage all this uh, data you capture together and like, the expectation of the new product coming here and, and developing the solutions as well? Yeah, I think the data would be interesting because we um, imagine we are like a HR company. Mm -hmm. So we have a uh, hundred of uh, staff that talk to all the Hong Kong people every day on every second, you know, on, on the bus routes, on bank accounting, you know, on insurance claims, right? So all these data are useful for us because uh, we understand what people are looking for when they talk to your brands or companies, what, what they are struggling with. You know, maybe a lot of people are cross-border uh, doing business with your company and then they struggle with the account opening. Uh, so we, we, we understand these nuances and we, we uh, can tailor our model better for the generative AI age. Uh, we spoke a lot about ChatGPT and, and uh, generative AI. But do you have any new product or just product you have developed who are exciting you right now? Or are you exciting about new features you are bringing to your, for example, your chatbot or your station yes. for SMEs right now? So the first uh, product we are most exciting with is uh, Digital Human. So right now we are uh, building a product that has a, you know, a human face with a human voice. And then it has a GPT as well as our model behind. There's a knowledge base backup um, to be able to interact with customers. Um, the most interesting thing we are building with ChatGPT is to add a memory layer. Um, because with GPT, it can generate uh, a lot of the content very well, but it cannot 
understand your context very well because uh, it, it's limited by the uh, the token size, and the token size even if they have a million tokens, is still too small. So what we are building is a memory layer to really try to understand what the customer is coming from and has an interactive uh, dialogue with them. So we kind of like our solution integrators. We work with different partners in bringing this together as a single product. Yeah. Uh, if everything went very well, uh, this product will be very ready by Q3. Mm -hmm. yeah. So this is the most exciting product for us right now. Uh, and then the second product I would also like to bring in is um, document retrieval. So it's like a bank for bank AI, but for company knowledge. Yeah. Because a lot of companies are struggling with their knowledge management. So they have all these huge amount of documents, different versions with different teams, and they have no way to organize it. Um, but with GPT, especially how, how BingAI implement their search engine, now we can allow enterprise to build their own Bing AI based on their internal documents. So you will have a semantic search on all your uh, internal documents, and then you also have a GPT-generated uh, answers based on what you're searching. And I think it would be helpful to a lot of large companies in order to make sense of the data they have. Perfect. I'm, I'm very passionate about everything you're sharing with me. Um, I'm a bit lost with uh, everything I want to ask you because we go to different directions and we answer some questions at the same time. But um, we spoke a lot about the technology that you are uh, using, uh, the excitement about new technologies. But um, sorry, I will be a bit, a bit challenging here. In terms of security, how do you manage the security? How do you manage to not have like any leak or any issue with the technology here? And how do you protect you, yourself and your company? Yeah, that's a very good question. Um, and in the past, our solution uh, actually deployed on the data center of the bank. So what we call on-premises installation. Uh, we can do the same actually with uh, LLM. So we have our own closed network LLM that can de deploy in the bank infrastructure. And this kind of uh, LLM would be great for example, automating emails, uh, tagging customer profile on the CDP or CRM. Um, for the generative AI part, we, we are mostly using Microsoft Azure. Mm -hmm. So we actually now have a project working with one of the largest conglomerates to put everything on uh, their managed uh, Azure, Microsoft Azure. And I think it's a good way to protect their own data because um, when the solution is deploying, even our company would not have access to this data. So everything would be running in a network, um, in the managed network by Azure, owned by the clients. So, and it, of course, our solution is also audited by a lot of the third-party security companies because we are now serving around uh, six, 16 financial institutions in Hong Kong right now. Yeah, so yeah, we passed a lot of audits <laughs> over the years. Perfect. Um, you mentioned about like, uh, regulated entities. So my next question is a bit also challenging. How do you navigate with the regulation of each industry you're working? For example, you work with banks, you work with retail companies, different regulation, right? And if you are working with other markets, how do you navigate to the difference between all this landscape? Yeah. Um, when we first uh, developed the AI chatbot for banks, we have to pass a lot of compliance review, especially how we build our models and how we uh, package the answers and deliver to, uh, to the customers. Uh, over the years, we have built very good evaluation tools that can show that our product is accurate enough uh, compared to our human uh, counterparts. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. When you compare AI system, you always compare with the human counterparts. So I think evaluation is very 
important, the, the first, being the first factor. And then the second factor is to understand what are the concerns from the regulations. Right? When people are talking about uh, data security, they are normally talking about personal data yeah, because they're most afraid of the leakage of the personal data. But for AI company, uh, the personal data or specific uh, about the, um, the person's HKID or credit card number is not really important to our AI analysis, right? So that's why we also have a model that can remove all this data at the client side before the AI uh, analysis. So this is something that we have built along the years that can separate uh, data from personal data. And then we will only manage to assess the data part. Um, which is non-personal. Um, and then over the years, they, we build trust with uh, all these companies that, okay, because we, the data we pass to SSL has no personal data, mm -hmm. and then it would be much easier on the compliance and regulation level. Um, we spoke about like the excitement of ChatGPT and what it will bring to everyone, right? But I, I don't want yourself to repeat yourself, uh, um, but do you see, like, except ChatGPT, any specific trends or challenge that the industry will foresee and face? Yeah, so the hub right now is huge, right? People talk about ChatGPT as, as, as general intelligence, which, is, which really is not, you know. Um, so I think for like blockchain or Bitcoin, you know, after one year, they may die down a little bit, but you can never uh, say that the AI is useless or uh, the way the ChatGPT it builds is is not useful, right? Because the the usage proof is otherwise as well already. So when we are talking about the future, I think one of the most important uh, area for GPT is to how we can make it more personal. Because right now it's still quite kind of generic, kind of general. You know, it doesn't have a, a good understanding of your problem. Yeah, so. From, I think from the next two years, um, we will see a lot of progress in making this uh, technology, LLM, more personal. Mm -hmm. It means that it really understands uh, your problem segment and it can know your nuances uh, with the, uh, with the tasks you are working with. Uh, I always have an energy about ChatGPT. It's like a 21 years old university mm -hmm. graduate. He is quite smart. He passed all the SAT tests. Uh, he has pretty good common sense in terms of knowledge. But he never worked for your company. He, doesn't, he didn't work for any of the companies for any of the years, right? So when you talk to a 21 fresh graduate with a 35 uh, years old very experienced uh, uh, industry expert, you see a difference there. Uh, and the, I think for the next couple of years, is really we have to focus more on how we can make this AI learn uh, the specifics of how a company works. And then, after, and then only after that, uh, the AI will be truly disruptive to a lot of the business enterprise solutions uh, in the world. Uh, and if, you, if we focus only on, on ZSL right now, mm -hmm. on your company, how do you position ZSL for those challenges and how do you address them? Yep. So as I said, we, uh, we, we are really a focus on AI company. So our bread and butter is the NL understanding. And now we have the natural language generation as well. So we are combining these two to make a seamless product. So as I said, uh, one of our core product right now is internal document search. So we are using OpenAI as a layer to generate response. But the document search, document ranking, uh, semantic search are all powered by our own 
products. So we package it uh, as a whole and we offer to enterprise as a single product. Yeah. So that's the value of that because uh, without uh, our NLP and without other models, the OpenAI will only give you a very generic answer. And the answer is often wrong because it couldn't find the right passage to summarize on. Or it will say something that you don't really want it to say because it is built on languages from the, the world, right? So you need to have other models in order to monitor mm. this AI and also a lot of the pre-processing uh, that goes into the AI. So the open AI is just part of the solution. So you will still need a lot of AI companies to build a product that are tackling uh, enterprise solutions and as a offering as a one-stop solution. And that's what we are doing. Perfect. Um if we speak about the future, what is the vision for the development of your company in the coming years? It can be a market, it can be some milestone as well, it can be fundraising. Uh, what do you see coming? What do you like to achieve in the coming years? Yeah, uh, I will say things about our company as an AI HR company. You know? okay. uh, I think in uh, years to come, uh, when we when you talk to SESEL, it would be an HR company. Like, oh, I want to hire... Um, uh, customer service for my banks to open that account and I would put it on on the desk in, mm. in front of the branch. Um, and then I would start an interview process with uh, many different AIs and then the AI would give you pretty good response already. But then when you hire the AI, we will have a process that you can interact, learn, talk with the AI so the AI can learn what your task is and perform very well over the years and continuously improving. So what we will imagine our company to become is a child company before digital uh, labors. Uh, in order to achieve that, we already have completed a few of the main challenges. So one is what we call uh, workflow automation. So our product is really centralized on automating a lot of the different workflows. Think of it as a RPA 2.0. Uh, second part is the NLP, which you have to understand what people are talking. So this is already mostly uh, soft, I would say. And then the next part is NLG, and now you already have the component to do that. But we still lack the component called memory. Yeah? You don't really have a good memory that can train all these components based on the company knowledge. So this is something that we are building on right now as a, as a number four missing component. And the number five missing component is the interface. Yeah? But we are working with a lot of partners uh, to develop that, this technology right now. And this is not far-fetched. Like when you play a game, like a video game, you already have very realistic, a hyper-realistic uh, digital avatar. And also NVIDIA and other lot of companies are building this technology as well. So I think number four and number five will be ready very soon. I think in the next three to five years. And after that, you will have a full-fetched digital human that will be able to work in various walks of industries, uh, even as an assistant to you, or assistant to the companies to really help with a lot of the tasks that humans don't want to do. Good, good answer. Uh, yeah, I like it. It's very nice, and we can see that the the progression that you are you are doing. Um, if people want to know more about your company, do you have a blog? Do you have a, a website? Do you have like some research you are publishing anywhere? Oh, sure. Yeah, just uh, email me maybe. And my email, uh, my email is sunny s u n n y at chatbot.com.hk. <laughs> so we are the, one of the first companies who does chatbots. 
Perfect, perfect. Um, do you have like any recommendation of, uh, I don't know, like books, blogs, podcasts for people interested in your field or would like to know more about what you are doing? Oh, uh, absolutely. I mean, if someone who would like to think or dream about AI, I think there's a book called Super Intelligence by Nick Bostrom, mm -hmm. which is a really good read. Um, what he proposed is that when AI was um, inferior to human, for example, chess, image recognition, uh, people would think the AI would be very stupid, like oh, it's useless. But when AI tips over the human pawns of achieving the same accuracy, for example, facial recognition, playing checks, and then it would go for superhuman in intelligence and people would suddenly be amazed. Oh, wow, how come I didn't catch that before? And this would be amazing. And I think a lot of the AI problem we are facing right now is the same. Maybe you are, now you, when you look at it, it's still like, oh, it's, it doesn't work. It will never be working. But whenever it surpasses this moment and then it goes super intelligent, uh, it will never catch up. Because when, when we talk about chess, creative writing, AI has pretty much surpassed all of, you know, of us. So I think it's a good read of, to uh, dream about this problem. Perfect. Do you have like any uh, blogs or Twitter we can follow you and people listening to this podcast can uh, follow or add you? Oh, uh, sure. I mean, uh, everyone who's interested to talk to us, just Google me uh, and then uh, go to our LinkedIn and then okay. you can follow me there. So you're pretty active on LinkedIn? Yes. Okay, perfect. Thank you very much for coming today. It was a, a, a big pleasure for me to, uh, to see you here and uh, discuss with you. Uh, you, you. The discussion here was like really clear for me. Really like it. You give me a lot of imagination as well. So thank you very much for coming today. Yes, thank you very much. Happy. Thank, thank you, you so very much. much. Cheers.